passing Live this life But son, we don't see shit She caught my eye Man, make my wife I know she wanna be saved She sending a time Have a good night Inside the dome. This is this week in the NFL uh, week thirteen edition. I'm Carlin Jacob. Today I'm joined with John Dadero. As always, John, how you doing? Excellent, excellent, excellent. Just came back from some sweet Chick Fil A. I know you just came back from something too. Some good old raising canes, I believe. The brand new raising canes. Yes. We yes, in our home area, they finally introduced a raising cane. So once I, once I go home for the holiday break, I will be visiting canes. So lucky you canes, right now. I've had canes twice this week. Do you think I can make it a third time? Maybe when I come home. Maybe when I come home. Down, <laughs> down here in West Virginia, we got something called lanes. And what's funny is, is that if you actually look up canes versus lanes, there's actually like articles you could read about like the two of them. There's like a little rivalry or something. So who copied yeah. who? But yeah, I mean, lanes, lanes hmm. came from Texas. Let me say that lanes came from Texas. Where did canes come from? Louisiana. Yeah, it might have. You'd you'd have to look it all up. We won't get into that debate. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's not get into that debate. Let's talk about some. Football. We're going to talk about everything that happened this week in the NFL. And then, as always, at the end of the episode, we will make our predictions for week 14. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. crazy. Technically, there's only what? Four more weeks after this. One, two, uh, three, five. Five. Not I counting think. this week. Not counting week 14. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. As always, Cardinals and Steelers. We had an episode on Under the Lights where we basically talked the whole thing. So we're probably not going to mention anything. If you want to hear that, go listen to Under the Lights. Under the Lights was long yesterday, but it was a really good episode. I will say that. As well as most likely as the Chiefs Packers game. That was also on Under the Lights. So if you want to hear our full depth thoughts in there, make sure you go check that out. But we had a bunch of upsets this week. So without further ado, let's get this started. Seattle and the Cowboys, which always feels like so long ago. Um, Cowboys won 41-35 on Thursday night last week. Geno Smith had a great game for the way Geno's played this year. He had 334 yards, three touchdowns, and only one pick. Tony Pollard, 20 carries, 68 yards, and a TD. E.K. Metcalf had a great game, six receptions, 134 yards, and three touchdowns. I can only imagine owning him in fantasy. But before we get any further about this game, because I just reminded myself, let's talk fantasy, because we did not talk about this in Under the Lights, and fantasy just wrapped up for us uh, on Tuesday. So I'm going to go first, because I think I just threw this randomly at John, and John didn't see this coming. I won. Hmm. 198.26 to 121. I am now 13-0. Huh? Wow. Mr. Undefeated. Next week, dude. Yeah. Next week. It's a big week. Um, 
I don't even know if that guy has Jordan Addison. I don't think he not not Jordan Addison, uh Justin Jefferson. But yeah, it's crazy. I will be cheering for Ezekiel Elliott on Thursday night to get some good yards against those Steelers. Because yeah. I need him. I I'm one away. I'm one away. We're not getting into it. We're not getting into it. John, how'd you do in fantasy this week? If you have a perfect season, I'll actually be I mean, at least a perfect regular season, too. I think that'd be pretty cool. But, okay, but what would be more disappointing? Okay. If I get a perfect season all the way up to the championship and lose it. That'd be embarrassing. Lose <laughs> it now and win the championship. What's, all that uh, matters. What would hurt more? What would hurt more? In your opinion. I know I would oh. like... Winning the championship is all that matters. If you lose your perfect season, but you win the championship, you could literally say you lost one meaningless week and you won however much money you get. these past three weeks have been meaningless because I clinched the first play. I've been telling you, like, it don't even matter if you lose right now. I mean, in money leagues, I just care about the championship. Like, at least for me, Right now, I am nine and four now in my money league, and I'm in a situation where I just have to win this upcoming week, and I'm in. In my non-money league too, I have to win, and I'm in my playoff. So that's kind of my situation this week. I win and I'm in. I in my money league, if I lose, I'm still most likely in due to the tiebreaker rules. I think normally in fantasy football tiebreakers are total points for for your team, and I have a lot of points so. I think I'm sitting pretty good. So playoffs are looking very likely for you and I for fantasy football. But throughout the episode, we'll talk about our big fantasy players. And I'm going to cut in here because I had a couple fantasy players in this game. Dak Prescott made a big trade for him, and he got me 28 fantasy points. So he's my new QB1. It used to be CJ Stroud. Now it's Dak Prescott. A little upgrade there. Um if you're a Tony Pollard owner, you got a decent amount of points. CD Lamb owners rejoice, same as DK Metcalf owners. Carlin, you started Geno Smith. I told you to, and great results happen. Dallas defense, though, negative oh four my points. God. If I never put Dallas defense in and I put in the two point team, I would have been over two hundred. Yeah, I mean the Dallas defense. Th- this is going to be my main point for this whole game. Uh, thankfully. They had minus three points in fantasy, but it didn't hurt me at all. But the story with this game, I think, was Deron Bland. And we've talked about him a little bit. He recently just set a record in the NFL, most pick sixes in a season. I believe with five off the top of my head. But this game, he had an interception, but he was absolutely torched this game by DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf destroyed Deron Bland in this game. And you remember Trayvon Diggs year two when he led the league in interceptions, but he gave up all those yards. This is literally the same thing right now. Deron Bland, second year player, fifth round draft pick too. But he had to step up because Trayvon Diggs got hurt. And yes, he leads the league in interceptions right now, but he's given up a lot of yards. He's not really, he's more of a ball hawk type of corner. He's not really a full on lockdown. But he was kind of the story of this game, in my opinion, and he nearly blew it. But Dak Prescott and the offense just 
it's been alive for many weeks now. I mean, Dak Dak Prescott's playing some of the best football. We talk about him in under lights a little bit more. But, I mean, good effort by the Seahawks, though. They needed this game. They needed a very good offensive performance. Geno Smith, this was his best game of the season, in my opinion. And, yes, you lost to the Cowboys. And the Seahawks probably won't be on that level in the NFC, like the top four teams. But they could still compete for the wild card spot. There's a lot of six and six teams, in my opinion. And if Geno keeps performing like he did this game, and the defense can start to lock it down a little bit, they got the talent. I think they could sneak into the wild card race, but uh, any yeah. thoughts from you? Yeah, no, two. One for the Seahawks, one for the Cowboys. This Sunday, Seattle and the Niners play. I'm pretty sure they play in the Bay. Do you think Seattle yeah. will be able to hang around in this game after hanging around with the Cowboys? Or do you think the Cowboys and the Niners are two different teams? Um, well, the Niners and Cowboys, when they played against each other this year, the Niners destroyed them, exactly how the Niners destroyed Philly. But, I mean, I would like to see a rematch between the Cowboys and Niners because I think the Dallas offense has improved. But to answer your question, I don't think the Seahawks can hang, in my opinion. I think the Niners are just on a whole other level right now. But never say never. Never say without, never. It's a division rivalry. Without saying your pick, the other division rivalry, on Sunday Night Football you get Cowboys and the Eagles. So don't make your picks. Yes. But do you think this game could be different than what we saw in Philly? Way different. Um, Dallas hasn't lost yet at home this season. And I think Dallas, I mean, it's not been that long since they played, but I think you said it under lights too. Uh, the Eagles have been very lucky as well, so they're going to need a lot of luck, and it could, it could go differently, potentially. It'll be a close game, though, no matter what. It will be a close game, no matter what. Moving on. Like we said, Cardinals, Steelers, under lights. Go check it out. Now, I always say, oh, the Titans aren't a game we really need to talk about. Same with the Colts. But no, no, no. I'm so sorry, Colts fans. I've disrespected your team all along. You, you are 7-5 with Gardner Minshew. And you are in the playoff hunt. to make. I don't know if they're in the hunt. I think they're actually in the wild card right now. They are right now. They yeah. are. Without Anthony Richardson. Imagine this team had Anthony Richardson. He's going to be a great pick for fantasy next year. I'm just saying it right now. As long as he doesn't get hurt, he will be a great pick. Um, but yeah, Colts get the win, 31-28 in overtime. Gordon Minshew, 312 yards, two TDs. Derrick Henry, 21 carries, 102 yards, two TDs. Michael Pittman Jr., 11 receptions, 105 yards, one touchdown. This was a good game. This was Very a really good game. Do you see the first down video of Will Levis getting the first down? Oh and yeah, when he, he like flew in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Colts. Hey, they're in the hunt, and they actually play the Steelers not this Saturday, the following Saturday, an afternoon game out of all the games. Very interesting. But we'll have to see what happens. Um, overall, good win for the Colts. Um, 
they're marching. And I'm just saying, I would love to see what they would look like with JT, because there was no JT in this game, and with a good Anthony Richardson. John, your thoughts? Yeah. The guy I need to talk about here is Michael Pittman Jr. He's been the Colts wide receiver one for a couple years now. And the past couple of weeks, he has just excelled. I mean, he was targeted 16 times this game. His targets have been great. I traded for him just for a depth receiver. I Because I had Josh Downs on my team, the rookie. And he and Michael Pittman were pretty equal in a sense a couple weeks ago in terms of points. And I wanted to upgrade to Michael Pittman just because I know he's on the field more compared to Josh Downs. So I trade Rashad White for Michael Pittman, which honestly is a pretty even trade. And I got Jerome Ford for Josh Downs. So a little swap there. But ever since I made that trade, Michael Pittman Jr. has just excelled in fantasy. He's a wide receiver one right now, and I got him in my flex spot which is crazy to say, but he's been great. And the touchdown he had this game was in overtime as well. And Gardner Minshew as well. I picked the Colts this week. I think you might pick the Titans. And I think I picked the Colts like the past two weeks because they have not been playing bad football and give credit to Shane Steichen, their new head coach, former Eagles offensive coordinator. He has done a very good job in my opinion. They're seven and five and everybody's saying, Oh, it's a, the Jaguars versus the Texans for the AFC South. The Colts are in there, too. They are in there. I mean, I know they got rid of Shaq uh, Leonard, but he hasn't been performing as well there. But defense hasn't been bad. Gardner Minshew is probably the best backup in the league that can start, in my opinion. And the Titans, on the other hand, I mean, the season's over for them. Let's just be honest. Season's over for the Titans. I don't even know where they go. From here, I mean, you have Will Levis, so you're going to develop him, obviously. So, ideally, he's your QB of the future. But it's like, what else do you do? Because I, the defense is kind of starting to fall off a little bit. You still have some pieces on the defense. But this team is just mediocre right now. That's the best way to put it. They've had some mishaps. They traded A.J. Brown, and they got Traylon Burks as their replacement. He hasn't really been the guy and he's been injured a little bit lately Hopkins hasn't been bad for them but I just don't know where the Titans go from here I mean they're gonna tank the season but they have needs and they're gonna have to figure out in the offseason what they do to make this team contend again yeah and now that since the Jags are missing a QB because Trevor Lawrence will probably be out the rest of the season with that spring injury ankle we'll see all right Moving on. <laughs> I'm doing that because what this game is. Chargers and Patriots. Chargers oh won God. six to nothing. Justin Herbert, 212 yards. Zeke had 17 carries, 52 yards, man. Elliot, uh, what's his name? Eckler fell off. Devontae Parker, four receptions, 64 yards. Six to nothing. I'm so sorry, Patriots fan. That must have been miserable. Same thing for a Chargers fan. Because the Chargers are 5-7. They should not be 5-7. and seven. They should be 8-4 and four at the most part. But a lot of it's coaching. And also a lot of it's just not clicking. Quentin Johnson is a waste of a pick right now. 
He looks like an absolute bum out there. He's honestly the next Jalen Rager, if you remember him. Jalen Rager, MVP. Um, <laughs> there's someone in my fantasy. Uh, let's call it Jalen Rager, MVP. Um, but yeah, no. What an absolute horrible game. I feel bad for Justin Herbert. He's going to win out if they keep playing like this. Brandon Stanley, your seat is burning. More, It's so hot. Dude, his seat is so freaking hot. It's hotter than like a thousand degree oven. Like, I don't even know how the man still has a head coaching job right now. He is bad. And I love how Ghetto Gronk memes with him where he goes, are we surprised? No, but we're not. Overall, Patriots, your loss helps you. And the Caleb Williams, uh, Drake May, whoever the heck you're drafting race. Because if the Cardinals win, you move down. And I can see the Patriots losing to the Steelers purely on the fact because they won Caleb Williams. John, your thoughts. I just want to ask you real quick. I was looking at your private story. Was Raising Canes like that filled? Yes. Like, it was that packed. Wow. It's opening That's day. Crazy. But, I, 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 so I was smart, though. I got the app. I downloaded the app, like, last week, and I created an account and stuff. And I scheduled a pickup for 6 o'clock. I got there. Me and my mom drove. I drove. And uh, you know where it's at in our area, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I made the left. And that whole, like, street, like, there was cars down the left lane. So I, like, oh, got in the lane. We went through it. My mom's like, just go through the green, like, because I had the arrow. I was like, they have to move the line at some point. We moved up, and I sat there, and I was like, switch me. She got out. I got out. We played a Chinese fire drill in the street. I ran into the Canes. I got in there at like 6 or 2. I sit the Legos. Uh, what's the name? And I go, Carlin. She's like, it's not ready yet. I was like, it's okay. It's 6 o'clock. It's two minutes. I don't care. Five minutes later, I got my food, and I walked out and breezed through it. It's the way to go. If you ever want to go to something on opening day, if that restaurant has an app, get the app and get it to go. Don't go stand there and wait unless you really want to go sit in the restaurant for the first time ever. But <laughs> Raising Cane's potential sponsor for Inside the Dome. Dude, please, uh, Raising Cane's, if you're listening this to this, I will make like TikToks for you. I don't care. I'll I'll work for free. Just like just let me I love you, Raising Cane. Sponsor. Sponsor. Please. But Somebody who does not deserve to be sponsored at all is the New England Patriots. They are just absolutely terrible this season. They're probably the second worst team in the league right now behind the Carolina Panthers. But, yeah, this game sucked. That's probably the nicest way to put it. It was a rain game. It was a windy game. So it was bad conditions. I will say this about the Chargers. They've kind of had a little switcheroo. In their team. At first, it was their offense that was doing well, but these past couple weeks, their defense has improved a little bit, in my opinion. I mean, against the Baltimore Ravens, they only gave up 20 points to Lamar Jackson offense. So, I mean, that's a pretty good effort. They shut out the Patriots completely, only gave up 23 to the Packers. So, the past three weeks, been a little bit better, a little bit better on defense, but at the same time, their offense. Last week against the Ravens, they only scored 10 points. This week, only six. And this offense was supposed to have like a big resurgence with Kellen Moore being the offensive coordinator. And he's already being in discussions to be the Panthers head coach, which I think would be absolutely ridiculous. But 
Matt Canada. That's a, oh my God! Don't mention his name again. They uh, should be joint head coaches in Carolina. Oh God! Yeah, Eckler. He's in a slump. He had three straight weeks with twenty or more points, and now three straight weeks with under ten. This is actually his worst week. Fourteen carries for eighteen yards. That's always unacceptable. Average one point three yards per carry. His backup did not do much. So it's either the O line is not good at blocking or Eckler is not good at running right now. One or the other. Couldn't really watch the game. But also too, they don't I don't know. Ever since this year, they don't target him a lot in their receiving game. I always saw Eckler was just such a threat receiving. And they don't I don't know, they just don't scheme him as much. Receiving the ball, they scheme it a lot more for Keenan Allen guys like that, which, I mean, I get it. But Eckler was the best receiving running back in the league, and I just don't think they've utilized that in this Chargers offense, just setting up screens for him, stuff like that, blockers to have as well. Most of the time, it's just dump-offs with – it's almost like a Kenny Pickett check down the Warren when there's no blocker. But I don't know. He only had two catches for nine yards. But – they did what they had to do. The Patriots, on the other hand, are just terrible. Bailey Zappi started. He'll probably start again against the Steelers. I will just say this. I mean, there's not much to talk about the Patriots. They're bad. Stevenson is going to miss multiple weeks. High ankle sprain. That's what Trevor Lawrence also got, too. But, so Zeke is going to be the guy. Fancy football. Get Zeke. If he's available. But, I will just say this. They ruined Mac Jones. They ruined him completely. He's not going to start again, most likely, for the Patriots. Probably ever again. He probably won't be on the team next season. But they ruined him, in my opinion. Some of it's to blame on Mac himself, obviously. But he went from his rookie season, having Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator, had a very good rookie season, to getting Matt Patricia, who doesn't call offensive plays, to be his coordinator the next season. And that completely tanked him in a way. And then you give him a new system in Bill O'Brien. And it just hasn't really worked out. The third system in three years. And I just think he's lost his confidence. He's been benched multiple times. They never truly gave him a wide receiver one. They gave him Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker. So they ruined him, in my opinion. They ruined his development. And he deserves a second chance somewhere else. I think Jordan could probably say that too. And now they got to get a new quarterback. But yeah, Patriots, they suck this year. But we'll see how they do against the Steelers. We will indeed. All right, next game. Which honestly, this game looked nothing close at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> Even at the end of the first half. The Lions and the Saints. The Lions were winning 24-7 to going into halftime. You know, Lions, like, had it done. They did. And they almost lost. Final score, Lions 33, Saints 28. Derek Carr, 226 yards, a TD and interception. Jameer Gibbs, 86 carries, 60 yards. Sam Laporta, 9 receptions, 140 yards, and 1 touchdown. Sam Laporta's been killing it, dude. He's been killing it. But the Lions, they had a big bounce back week after that Thanksgiving loss. Uh... Though with the Lions, they kind of remind me of last year's uh, Vikings, where the Vikings went 13-4. I have a feeling they're going to go 13-4 and then somehow choke the first round of the playoffs. 
Or what I could see also happening is they're going to win the first round somehow because they'll play like the Rams or the Seahawks and then get the better win over them. And then they'll lose to like Philly or the Cowboys or something. I can see that happening. Um, But I think the things to talk about is Derek Carr is, as the Saints quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you sign him to a four year deal. That's bad. I will say this real quick before we continue. He did get injured this game. I believe it he was. Did. I forget it was a shoulder or a concussion. It was one or the other. I just want to mention that real quick before we go yeah, on. He did get injured. I do know that, and I am aware. But he's just, I don't think he's the guy. He's not the guy in New Orleans. I don't think he was. The, he wasn't obviously the guy in Vegas. They're going to need a quarterback. And I don't know. With Kamara only having – I know Kamara's not old. But I'm saying with running backs, when you have a good running back, it's not like you have like a 10-year hiatus with them. You know, like got 10 years with them, you should be good. No, you have like three or four or five, maybe. Before they start decreasing, would you say I'm wrong, John? Yeah. I will say Kamara's had a very long lifespan in the league yeah. so far. but. He's a good pass catching back, so I think that gives him extra time. Yeah, too. I agree. Um, but you only have so much. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't think. I'm blanking. Michael Thomas. How he's how's he been doing this season? On the IR right now. Well, <laughs> that's the story of Michael Thomas ever since his MVP season, in a way. Or, he wasn't MVP, but you know what I mean. His great or season. he threw rocks at people. Bricks. Sorry, bricks. He did throw a brick at someone. Let's not talk about that. But yeah, great one for the Lions. Almost choked it. I have a feeling, like I said, I'm going to be like the Vikings last year. Saints can still win your division, but I don't think they're going to. I think you and I got that pick wrong. I think the Falcons are going to win it with Arthur Smith. John? Yeah, with the Saints... I mean, I don't think they're going to win the division. I think as bad as the Falcons have been in a way, I think they'll still win it, which is crazy. But, I mean, the Saints, it's not over for the Saints and even the Bucks too. I mean, any team could still come back. But, I mean, Derek Carr, the thing with Carr is they're stuck with him, the deal they gave him. They're essentially stuck with him. And it's not like they're going to draft a guy in the first round this upcoming season. But... Their cap hit, I feel like every single year the Saints have like negative cap space every offseason, so they're probably going to have to deal with that again. I mean, they still have good weapons. Alvin Kamara is still Alvin Kamara. Two rushing touchdowns, six receptions, 58 yards. Chris Olave is one of the better receivers in the league. But Derek Carr, I don't think, is the answer for this team. If they want to win a Super Bowl, I don't think Carr is the answer. And it was probably a mistake. Signing him to that deal. It probably was, but not sure how much better Jameis Winston is. Winston will probably start next year. Or not next year, next week. But Lions, though, I predicted they would go 9-8, and eight, so they got to lose the next five weeks for that to become a reality, which I don't think is going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, they've had a good season. No matter what happens, I think they'll... It's an improve every year with Dan Campbell, it's been an improvement. So I would be proud of them no matter what, just looking at how they were two years ago, like barely able to win one game. And now they're nine and three. 
So their defense does scare me a little bit. They nearly choked the lead, but they still got great playmakers. Laporta, St. Brown, Gibbs, Montgomery, Jameson Williams had a touchdown run. I mean, their offense will always be scary, but the defense concerns me. I mean, I feel like the Niners are on one tier. The Eagles and Cowboys are in the tier below them. And then Detroit's on their own little tier. After that, before you look at the rest of the NFC, it's kind of like those four teams. But you look when you look at those four teams, I think the Lions are at the bottom of those four. So I think for them to get up, their defense has to improve and be more consistent, in my opinion. Yep. Also, I want to talk about something real quick. So I was just scrolling on my phone real quick. Nickelodeon is having this slime time uh, game that they normally have once a year for the Super yep. Bowl. You can watch SpongeBob call the Super Bowl this year. Really? Yeah. Oh, and everyone I know what I'm doing. Sweet victory during halftime with Usher. Can you imagine Usher comes out and it's sweet, sweet victory. Well, you know what was the sweet victory for these Jets? The JATs suck. Though if the Jets won, I think Aaron Rodgers might have returned. He's not going to return this season. I think if they were still in the playoff discussion, he would be like, all right, let's try this and win. But since they're out, he's like, you know what? Let's just relax, let it heal. Come back swinging next year. Falcons win 13 to 8. Tim Boyle, 148 yards, one interception. That's how you know the Falcons have a horrible quarterback with Desmond Ritter. Bijan Robinson, 18 carries, 53 yards. Xavier Gibson, five receptions, 77 yards. Uh, the rain was falling. Penalty flags are flying. The Atlanta Falcons kept slogging. That's what ESPN said. Yeah, Tim Boyle got benched. I'm surprised he didn't get benched after he did one drive on the Jets on Black Friday. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Who did they start? They put Zach Wilson back in. They put Trevor Simeon in after. Oh, yeah, boy. it was. The Jets are a mess. Not I'm good. sorry, so sorry, Devin. I, I always feel bad for Devin every time I think of the Jets, just because they're so bad. I'm about to rip on them in a second. Oh, I, I want to hear this. But yeah, the Falcons, hey, you're 6-6. <laughs> six and six. You're going to make the playoffs, I think. You're going to win your division. I think you're going to go over 502. Just here's the thing. Arthur Smith, he gets a lot of hate. But also, we have to keep in mind, it could be their uh, it could be their offensive coordinator who doesn't like to throw it to their weapons that they have. But also, I think you, Smith calls the plays. Oh. Maybe. Maybe. I'm, I can't confirm that. Well, either way, he, Smith should get fired. And so should that OC. Um, but if they win the division, he's not getting fired. It just doesn't make sense. What coach gets fired after having a winning season going to the playoffs? You know? Um, but yeah, overall, these Falcons, man, I like them. I like them a lot. I think they can give whoever has the fifth seed a run for their money. Now, I know it's going to go to Dallas or Philly. But... They have the home. They have the playoff. And the game will be there. And Philly does look super beatable. So we will see. But it could be a close game. Couldn't be. But who knows? We'll see. But John, ripping to those Jets. Yeah. Um. I'll start the Falcons first. Um. I don't think they're that good, in my opinion. They're six and six. 
but they're really lucky that their division is not good. I mean, Desmond Ritter is not a playoff quarterback. They're kind of just starting him until they could get a new guy in the offseason. Just see if Ritter can maybe improve at this point. But thankfully, they have talent around him. Bijan Robinson, very good. Kyle Pitts, Bijan with his receptions as well. And the Falcons' defense has actually been very good. Jesse Bates has been very good in this stretch. He had an interception this week against uh, Tim Boyle and seven total tackles as well. Bud Dupree, born Pittsburgh Steeler, had two sacks this game. So the Falcons' defense has actually really stepped up, and I think they're the reason why Falcons have been winning games less of their offense, more of the defense. So shout out to the Falcons' defense. They're the only reason why I, I have faith in that team to make the playoffs. But the Jets, you are right. Aaron Rodgers is not going to start this season anymore because the Jets are out, let's be honest. Their defense, I, I feel terrible for the Jets' defense. I really do, and that is Sala's specialty Robert Sala's specialty is the defense he was a defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers and it's been good for the majority of weeks but there's only so much a defense can do when your offense is just straight garbage and let's look at the quarterback situation because in my opinion Zach Wilson was the better option over Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon I thought that even when Zach Wilson has bad weeks I thought he was better than those two anyway. And Sala decided to bench him. And he wanted to start Tim Boyle. And I said this on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Starting Tim Boyle is the dumbest thing you could possibly do because he is not a good NFL quarterback. I have watched him in the league, and he has never been good in any game I've watched him in. So when the Jets did that, they were essentially asking to lose. And they lost against the Dolphins, and they lost against the Falcons. What a shocker. Anybody could have predicted that. But you want to know what's funny now? So they benched Tim Boyle, and they put in Simeon. And they actually released Tim Boyle the day we're recording this. The Jets released him and signed Brett Rippian off of a practice squad. It was previously with the Rams this season. So now, and now, they're trying to start Zach Wilson again. And Zach, I don't even know if Zach Wilson wants to start. That's the story that's being said right now. Because they literally bench him, and they're like, you're done for the season. You're the third stringer now. And you fail with these next two guys, and now they want to go back to him. They signed somebody new. It is a mess in that quarterback room. And Zach Wilson's confidence has to be shot. I mean, essentially what they did when they benched him is you're not the guy anymore. And we're probably going to get rid of you. That's essentially what they told Zach Wilson. And now they are begging for him to start again, essentially. And if I'm Zach Wilson, I'd be like, screw you guys. I want out of here. Because they really ruined his development. I would have kept playing him, in my opinion. I would have kept playing him. He is one of the only quarterbacks to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's remember that, too. And, yeah, it is just terrible. And Sala, I think, deserves blame for this. Robert Sala deserves a lot of blame. Great defensive coordinator. As a head coach, great personality maybe. Could be a player's guy. But, I mean, yes, Rodgers was out. And I know everything was relying on Aaron Rodgers. But everything can't rely on Aaron Rodgers too. That's the thing. You can't get Nathaniel Hackett just because it's Aaron Rodgers. You can't get these certain guys just because it's Aaron Rodgers. 
And I blame that on coaching. I blame that on Robert Sala. He planned this team for Aaron Rodgers, and he was not ready for what would happen if he didn't play. And he ruined Zach Wilson's confidence. He's never really supportive of him. You could just tell that he wanted him benched or gone or replaced. So I think Robert Sala deserves a lot of blame. I don't think they will fire him because they will use Rodgers as a scapegoat for this season. But I think he deserves a lot of blame for the Jets' failures this season. And their season's done, too. I think you and I could safely admit that. Their season's done. So, Robert Sala, you screwed this team over. Sorry, Devin, about your team. But that's all I have to say. Yeah, you'll always be cursed. (laughs) Rest in peace. Dolphins and Commanders. The Washington Commanders. Ah. <laughs> Dolphins 45, Commanders 15. Tua, 280 yards, two touchdowns. Devon Achen, 17 carries, 73 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, Tyreek Hill, five receptions, 157 yards, two touchdowns. <sighs> Here's the thing. Commanders, you're out. You've been out. I have no idea where you go from here. I think Sam House is the guy. I think you're gonna you're gonna fire your head coach and um, what's his name? John. What's their head coach's name? Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. You're gonna fire him, but you got to get a lot of help around this team. The offensive line needs to be improved, one thousand percent. But let, let's talk about the Dolphins. The commanders out. We are. We know this. They're done. Dolphins. You're nine and three. Four and three on the road. All three of your losses have been on the road, actually. That's actually kind of crazy. Where do you go, John? Where do you go? Because here's the thing, right? The Dolphins are a great team, but they haven't beat anyone over five hundred. Yeah. It's it's to the point where like the Eagles game. Oh, this should be a great game. They lost. The Bills. Oh, they lost. It's like, yeah, these this team is really good. They're really, really good. But they haven't proved themselves. They haven't beat a juggernaut like Philly, like San Fran, like the Chiefs, to say we are a great team. And I, I know Kansas City's up in the air this year. But... They haven't. So can this team win a big game when it comes? Because they've had a really easy schedule this year, to say the least. Yeah. My answer, honestly, is I'm not sure if they can. I mean, this week against the Commanders, it was just your simple Dolphins destroy a bad team. I mean, they can do that perfectly. Every time they play a bad team, they can pretty much destroy them, aside from the Raiders. Uh, they only won 20 of the 13 there. They dominated the Jets, dominated the Patriots twice, beat the Panthers, beat the Giants, 70 to 20 against the Broncos, beat the Chargers. And, but then when you look at the Bills game, they got destroyed. Uh, Eagles, they lost 31 to 17. Chiefs lost 21 to 14. And the thread with all of those is the offense, the very good Dolphins offense only has 20 points or less in those games. And the offense has not proven that it can do well against good teams. And 
I don't know if they can. It's just not been proven yet. I mean, great week in general. Tua, just a great week. Tyree Kills pushing for 2K receiving yards. Stolen pace to get it. He's been very good. Fancy owners rejoice. Um, Devon A. Chain's back as well. Um, Commanders, I'll just say briefly, their season's over, obviously. Sam Howell sacked again three times. Uh, Brian Robinson got hurt, but Ron Rivera should be fired. They need to move in a new direction, in my opinion. They got a new owners, move in a new direction. Sam Howell's a little, little aggression, a little aggression. I don't know, but he'll most likely still be the guy next season, I would say, Sam Howell, but they kind of have to retool a little bit going into next year, especially on that defensive side of the ball. After trading away two key pieces, they got retooled. But with the Dolphins, though, they have a chance to prove themselves. They're 9-3, and three, most likely making the playoffs. They would need a huge fall-off and a Bills resurgence, in my opinion. That's their only way for the Dolphins to miss the playoffs, and the Bills have a tough schedule in their own right. But the Dolphins, here's what they got left. They got the Titans this week. That should be an easy win, let's be honest, in primetime as well, I believe. I think it's Monday Night Football. Um, then the following week, they got the Jets, and I already ripped on them. They are not good. So they have two more easy weeks that they should win. And then after that, you got the Cowboys, then you got the Ravens, and then you got the Bills. Three tests right there, right before the playoffs. That is their chance to prove, in my opinion, are they a legit contender, or are they a team that will make the playoffs and be out first, second round? That's their chance to prove it in that three-game stretch. So uh, They have two weeks to prepare, two weeks to stat pad. Tyreek Hill can get closer to 2K yards. But after that, though, that's their test in this season. I'll also say, too, Hard Knocks has been pretty fun to watch with the Dolphins. So I recommend watching that on Max. So a little recommendation there for you all. Never watched Hard Knocks. You should. Also, I want to talk about one thing because we didn't talk about this, and I kind of thought about this. Tyreek Hill hits two thousand receiving yards. Do you give him MVP? To be honest, or should he be in the conversation? I, I, th- I think guys like Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey. This is the year I would consider them in the MVP race because, I mean, we've talked quarterback a lot, and right now it's like Dak or Purdy, and both of them have bad stretches this season where they don't look like the MVP. Normally the MVP has a consistent season all around, but Dak and Purdy have had their struggles at points in the season. Tyreek Hill has been incredible the whole season. I would consider him MVP. If he, if you get 2000 yards in a season, break a record, it essentially says you are carrying your team in a way. I would consider him for MVP if he hits 2K, in my opinion. Yeah, we will see. All right, a couple other little games coming up. Um, we're not going to rant about these next one, two, three games most, but then we're going to talk about these final two games the most, I will say. So let's quickly do this. Broncos and Texans. Texans won 22-17. to CJ shot 274 yards, a touchdown. Jamal Williams, 13 carries, 46 yards. Nico Collins, nine receptions, 191 yards, one touchdown. Texans lose Tink Dell for the rest of the season, which is a huge loss for them. Uh, but they get the win. They get the win. The Broncos are back down to 6-6. Six and six. Um, 
Texans are still in the push for the AFC South. They truly are, and they can get a playoff spot here. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, I didn't really watch too much of these games just because I was stuck at Akershore for a while. <laughs> so I can't see really what was going on across the league. So I'm going to pass it off to you, and if there's anything mentionable from this game. Yeah. Um, Texans-Broncos. Tank Dell is obviously the story. Incredible rookie season he's had alongside C.J. Stroud, and losing him is a big deal. But it's not, like, all over for the Texans, in my opinion. I mean, they still have a good receiver core, in my opinion. Tink Dell was honestly just a boost to all that, but he didn't make a lot of crucial plays during the season. So someone's got to step up. Step up, I should say. Nico Collins, I I thought he was the wide receiver one for a while in this team. Tink Dell kind of surpassed him at some points. But Nico Collins had nine receptions, 191 Receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. Fantastic day. Helped Dan Smith win his league, not his league, his week as well. Dan Smith had a great week in fantasy football. Did better than me. He had like 170 points. He had like Nico, Jamar Chase, James Conner, and others. So he had a great week, Dan Smith. But they have Collins. Noah Brown has the chance to step up too. He had a couple of big games before he got injured. They have Robert Woods. John Mechie as well. I'd like to see him get an expanded role potentially. I've always been rooting for him. He had to miss out his rookie season due to a medical condition. But I forget exactly what it was, so I won't I won't try to guess. But good win for the Texans because they had to beat a Broncos team that was on the, was on a big winning streak and they cooled him off. Russell Wilson kind of fell back to, down to earth a bit, three interceptions. But I'm not too panicked with the Broncos. They still have a chance. Houston still has a chance to win their division or just make the playoffs as a wild card team. But Derek Stingley Jr., I just want to end it with him. He was picked right before Sauce Gardner was in the draft last season. And Sauce Gardner got all the recognition. And he's viewed as one of the best corners in the league. Dirk Stingley Jr., I think he had to deal with some injuries, but he had a pretty underrated season. He had two picks this game. And he was great. He's really becoming a cornerstone piece for the Texans offense, and I think he's going to do great for the defense. But a good win for the Texans here. They are still competing. Sorry. Him again. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, moving on. Panthers, Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield, 202 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Hubbard had 25 carries. Holy heck, 104 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, 162 yards, one touchdown. Um, Buccaneers won 21 to 18. The biggest story coming out of this is Baker is having a baby. Him and his wife are having a baby. So shout out to Baker and Baker's wife. Congratulations uh, from inside the dome. Uh, and I think your husband, Mrs. Baker, uh, will be the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers next year. I know. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. But I don't know. Who's, it depends who's on the board. I Okay. Let, actually, sorry. Let's scratch that. Let me re-say this. He's going to be a starting quarterback somewhere next year. Where? Who knows? Um, could be like a Cincinnati. It okay. It all depends on. I'm saying that it all depends on if there's a quarterback kind of like Kyler Murray last year, 
where he was hurt for the oh, start of the God. season. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like Joe Burrow is going to get benched for Baker Mayfield. But okay. I'm saying a situation like that. Um, overall, the Panthers, I, you have you're stuck. You're screwed this year with the first round pick because you don't have one. Yep. Gaga owns it. The Bears are going to Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. Let's be real here. Um, but yeah, other than that, hey, the Bucks can still make the playoffs. Uh, it's all for that division, man. It's all for that division. Everything has to go right for them. Same thing with the Saints, and same thing. With oh sorry yeah Panther fans you're not making it oopsies sorry um <laughs> you're actually math they're the first thing mathematically eliminated from the playoffs yep who is next we will see but yeah overall uh, Baker Mayfield you will have a starting quarterback position somewhere next year and congratulations to you and your wife John your thoughts yeah I'll keep it brief for this game uh. I could see Baker Mayfield start for the Bucks next season. I don't know what they're going to think. I think Mike Evans. Shout out to Mike Evans. He's the story. Tenth consecutive season with 1,000 receiving yards. And there's still five more weeks. Incredible for him. He's had to play with quarterbacks like Jameis Winston. Then he got Tom Brady for a couple years. And now Baker Mayfield. And he is still as consistent as he was back when he started. For a guy his age, too, he's in his 30s now, he is one of the most underlooked receivers in the NFL. I mean, he is just the definition of consistency. This week, seven receptions, 162 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Mike Evans deserves a lot of praise. The Bucks did not re-sign him before the season, so he will be a free agent after this season, and he's going to garner a lot of interest. So we'll be curious, and if the Bucks do lose him, they might have to look for a new wide receiver in the draft. But good win here for the Bucks, in my opinion. Uh, they're still competing. They're on and off. Panthers, though, first game without Frank Reich. They put up 18 points. Bryce Young throws another interception this game. Antoine Winfield Jr. got it. Um... I'll just say something fantasy-related real quick. Two things. One, Miles Sanders fell off hard. He really did. I just don't think it worked out for the Panthers. He They signed him to a decent deal, too, and it just never worked out. But other thing, too, Adam Thielen. Fantasy owners of Adam Thielen, you should have sold high when you had the chance because Adam Thielen was a wide receiver one at the beginning of the season, double-digit targets and everything. You should have sold high when you had the chance because now he had six targets, three receptions, 25 yards. Jonathan Mingo had more than him, the rookie. So Adam Thielen owners, I feel bad for you. But Panthers, worst team in the league. They're in trouble. Their offseason is going to probably not be great. So I feel bad for you, Panthers fans. How many of you there are? They are probably all fans because of Cam Newton. Browns and Rams. Rams won 36-19. Um, Matt Stafford, 279 yards, three touchdowns. Kyron Williams, 21 carries, 88 yards, 101 TD. Puka Nakua, four receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Browns started Joe Flacco. That was the big news this week. And also, he didn't do too bad, apparently, from what it seemed. He threw a touchdown. Um, and he could help him, honestly, to win the playoffs to push into the playoffs and hopefully try to win um 
We will see, though. But the Rams were the better team, in my opinion. They deserve this win. Uh, and just remember, the Rams lost to the Steelers. So technically, the Steelers are still better than the Brownies. Um, <laughs> yeah, with that being said, though, uh, the Browns, they're not out of the hunt yet. The Rams, they're still in it. And I think they will get that seventh seed. Them or the Packers? It's going to be hard to tell. It's going to be really hard to tell. I think it, I, I think it's actually going to go NFC East winner, uh, second runner-up, and then obviously uh, the Rams or the Packers. So we will see. But, uh, John, your thoughts? I'll say one thing for each team for time purposes here. Um, the Rams, Puka Nakua. Another guy who has surpassed 1,000 receiving yards. Rookie, wide receiver, nobody thought much about him. I think it's safe to say Puka Nakua is the waiver wire steal of the year in fantasy football. If you got him after week one when he was available on waivers, congrats to you. He's probably won you a decent amount of games. So, And he probably helped you again this week. But Puka Nakua, incredible season. And Cooper Cup has fallen off a little bit. Not the same Cooper Cup. It was really saved with a touchdown at the end of the game. Really saved by that. But if you drafted Cooper Cup with a first-round pick, I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you. But Puka Nakua, great season he's having. Brownside, Joe Flacco. He's back, in a way. He looked better than Dorian Thompson-Robinson and P.J. Walker. And I would say keep starting Flacco until he really falls off, even if DTR comes back. Because they're not like a situation with the Raiders where you can just test a rookie quarterback for the rest of the season, see how he is. Because the Raiders don't have a franchise guy. The Browns technically do with Deshaun Watson. So it doesn't matter about testing out a rookie quarterback. They're in a playoff spot. They still are in a spot. So if Joe Flacco is playing better, you start Joe Flacco no matter what. And he actually threw the ball very well. His only interception came near the end of the game. It looked like miscommunication on a deep ball route. But aside from that, he actually looked pretty good for just sitting on the couch two weeks ago to coming in an NFL game. He looked very good, in my opinion. And Amari Cooper got hurt early in the game, concussion. So hopefully they get him back. But the Browns are still in the playoff spot. They're going to have to hold on with Joe Flacco for the rest of the season. All right. Let's talk about the demolishing game of the week. I don't know how to say this. Eagles, you're a frauds. You're a frauds. You're 100% frauds. You are the worst team in the NFC East. I don't care what you say. The commanders are better than you. The Giants are better than them? Yes. I want someone to clip that and just like be like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Come on the podcast and realize I'm 100% joking. <laughs> I don't think they're the best team in the NFC East. Mm. That'll be a determined. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, 49ers and Eagles. 49ers win 42 to 19. Rock Party MVP game. 314 yards, four touchdowns. CMC, 17 carries, 93 yards. Teddy. Debo Samuel, four receptions, 116 yards. Two deadies. Um, Philly was so beatable. I was waiting for someone to beat them. Who was, like, good? Like, the Jets. I think the Jets yeah. truly just got lucky. Let's be honest. But I, I was waiting for someone good to beat them. 
and it was a long time coming. I hope this brings Philly down a little bit. Like, not the players. I'm talking the fan base to realize, like, all right, come down to earth. You don't have the best team in the world. You're not like the 72 Dolphins where you went undefeated. Granted, I know they weren't going undefeated, but I'm talking, like, one loss. Um, But they are super beatable, and the 49ers proved it. They didn't score a single point in the first quarter, and in the rest of the game, they scored 14 points straight. What a game. What an absolute game. I know Jalen Hurts did get hurt at one point, but then he came back in, and it was unsavable for this team. It really, really was. Next week, you got a big game. This week, coming up, actually. Sorry. Cowboys and Eagles, Sunday Night Football. This will determine the, who leads the NFC East. And we will see. It's going to be very interesting, to say the least. But I don't know, man. You signed uh, Shaquem Leonard. Is that his name? Shaquille Leonard now. He used to be... Okay. Darius Leonard. If you remember him. Yes, a couple years ago. Changed his name. I didn't know that. Very interesting. But they signed him. But it wasn't going to help him with this game, let's be honest. I think Niners are the better team. They really are on defense. On defense. Because I think that's the reason why the Niners won this game. I think this game could have been a very high-scoring game. But the Niners' defense is just so... It's just Chase Young. Chase Young... And Nick Boza on both sides kills it every time. I don't know. This Niners team could go to the Super Bowl. And I think they are going to the Super Bowl. We have originally had it. If you go into our page, I'm talking to John for this. So let's it's, talk let's talk about who we had in the NFC championship, right? I believe it was Niners Eagles, and we both had the Eagles winning off the we top of my head. Did, but yes, Niners Eagles. I had the – I need to remember which one's which. Hold on. Do you remember which one's which? I will uh, say this. Oh, okay. I do sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, one second, one second, one second. Okay. So you I got... had the Niners have the one seed and the Eagles had the three seed. And then you had the Niners have the one seed and the Eagles have the two seed. So it, it will be in the Bay under our scenario. But we still have the Eagles winning. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. I will say this. I near the end of the season, I want to make an episode where we look back at all of our old predictions. Please, no. and we the quarterback rankings, some of the running back, our season predictions, and we could just laugh at what we were right about and what we were wrong about. So near the end of the season, I do want to make an episode yeah. looking back at some of our older stuff. So you kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, but um, I, before you talk your thoughts real quick, yeah, what happened with this fight thing? The only reason I'm asking is because I didn't get to see what happened. All I know uh, is the final score was this bad. So, it, so you had Drake Greenlaw, who was very talented Niners linebacker, and I don't know the exact play that happened, but there was like a little shuffle happening. You know what happens in football? People get just at each other, and Big Don. Head of security for the Eagles. Well-known guy in Philly. He was just in there too. Just shouting as well. And Drake Greenlaw gave like a little shove slash punch at him. So they both got ejected. That was essentially it. I don't think it was as big of a deal. But I guess people like Big Don. So did I don't you think see, it's that big of a deal. Did you see the uh, meme Ghetto Grong posted about um what's his name? One of the Phillies uh, defensive linemen, I can't think of his name, Jalen Carter. Carter. Yeah, where he was crying. 
And uh, yeah. Gail Gronk made a meme about it. And uh, Jalen Carter responded to it on his story saying, I'm sorry I care about the game so much. I'm so broke as, as hell, y'all, and all this stuff. <laughs> Gail Gronk said, bro makes over $900,000. That's more than half of the people watching this game. Yeah, I bet he, I bet it was just sarcastic. I don't know. Like he, he deleted broke. it. I like yeah. went to his page and he deleted it. He knew he screwed up. It's probably he once you start up. getting media attention like that, then you just gotta delete it. But he, yeah, he should never responded. That's like obviously yeah. like Lamar Jackson, for example. Like he wouldn't know not to do that. Yeah, because he's Jalen yeah. Carter isn't. But anyways, all you talk. About. I will say I'll talk briefly with the Niners. We talked about Brock Purdy. And uh, under the lights, specifically, if he should be MVP or not. So check that out on yesterday's episode. But as long as this Niners team is fully healthy, they're a Super Bowl team. Simple to say that. I think they're the best team in the league when fully healthy. With all their offensive weapons, with all their defensive weapons. Haven't lost with Chase Young. Not sure how much of an impact he's had, but it was pretty quiet on the stat sheet this game. But... Also, there's a clip of Lane Johnson absolutely owning Nick Bosa on a play. So, there was that too. Lane Johnson, one of the best right tackles in the league. But, healthy Niners win the Super Bowl. I'll say that. Eagles, they are 10-2. I think this proved that the Niners are the best team in the NFC. I think right now the Eagles are the second best team in the NFC until potentially this week. They play the Cowboys. But looking at what the Eagles have done this season... Um, they beat the Patriots, beat the Vikings, beat the Bucks, barely beat the Commanders, but that's rivalry game. Beat the Rams, lose to the Jets, their first loss, and that's because of the Jets' defense. Honestly, Jalen Hurts threw three picks. Beat the Dolphins. That's a very good team right there. The Eagles beat the Dolphins, thirty-one to seventeen. Beat the Commanders again. Beat the Cowboys in a close game. Close game. Another good team they beat. They beat the Chiefs, but that. I mean, we know with the Chiefs, Valdez Scanling dropped the ball. Stuff like that happened. Could have gone either way there. Same with the Bills. That game really could have gone either way. Josh Josh Allen and Gabe Davis, if they knew how to connect in the end zone in overtime, they would have won that. And then the Niners happened. So I'm not saying like the Eagles are like some of these other teams where they don't do as well against good teams because they have proven to be good teams. This season. This was just a bad game. It It's hard to tell. It's either one, the Eagles are just not that good. Or two, the Niners are really good when healthy. And I think the easy answer is the Niners are just really good when healthy. They dominated the Cowboys, dominated the Eagles when healthy. So I just think the Niners are that top team right now. But the Eagles play the Cowboys. We'll predict that soon. And that will determine who the second best team in the NFC is and probably who will win the NFC East as well. So big game there coming up. I know I'm muted. I I don't know why. I need to leave it on the mute button and I always forget to. Silly old me. Final game. I know. We're almost there. Two We're games. almost there. Two games. You want to talk about Chiefs Packers? Oh, oh, crap. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk Chiefs-Packers. Under the lights, we go in-depth in that game. Check it out. One Especially if that was DPI against Kelsey and Marquez. Go check it out. Bengals-Jags, which, again, where Joe Burrow was missing. 
Bengals won 34-31 in overtime. Trevor Lawrence did get hurt. Do you think... Okay. Before we continue this, if Trevor Lawrence get hurt, didn't get hurt, did the Jags win? Much better chance because they had the ball in overtime. I think Trevor Lawrence had a better chance of pushing down the field. If Christian Kirk didn't get hurt, do they win? No, that doesn't change anything, my opinion. I don't think that changes anything. Nope. Okay, cool. All right, Jake Browning, 354 yards, a touchdown. Joe Mixon, 19 carries, 68 yards, two touchdowns. Jamar Chase, 11 receptions, 149 yards, and a touchdown. This Bengals team, they're 6-6. Six and six. Lost to the Matt Canada West Steelers and still lost, but they somehow beat the Jags with Trevor Lawrence, even though he did get hurt towards the end. But the Jags struggled a little bit towards the end, and it let the Bengals come back to win this game. Uh, Jamar Chase ran all over, and Mixon owners, I'm a Mixon owner. I was super happy with that game. For having eight points last week and them actually using him this week, Love you. Jamar Chase, same thing. He's been a bum. Absolute bum this year. He's been getting a lot better in fantasy. And this game helped a lot. 11 receptions, the 149 yards, and a touchdown. The one deep ball, especially on that tutty, was great. But the Bengals win. The Bengals can still make the playoffs. It's, no one's out. Like, no one's really out this year. It's kind of interesting to see this. Um... But will they make it? I don't think so. I don't know if they will be able to make the playoffs without Joe Burrow and stay alive against a stellar offense. But then again, there's really no, like, woohoo team in the AFC this year. Maybe just the Ravens. But I don't know. the Raven- Like, it's hard because you and I are Steeler fans. We're always going to craft talk the Ravens regardless, whether they're good or not. But, I like, this year, like, yeah, they're really good. But can they be that team that wins games? Like playoff games. Lamar Jackson has only won one playoff game since being there. And even the games he hasn't started being a Raven, he's only won one playoff game. So we will see. Overall, the Bengals get it done on Monday Night Football. Jacks haven't had Monday Night Football in over 10 years. And when they get it back, they lose. So we will see. But, John, your thoughts. I will say in the 4 o'clock slate and the primetime games, Sunday Night, Monday Night Football, I got them all wrong. I, I really started to fall off after the one o'clock slate ended in my predictions. I got like six wrong, I think. So there was that. Actually, I think it was five. But this game, it makes me wonder if the Steelers' defense is that good. If they completely shut down Jake Browning and then he goes off against Jacksonville. But good game for the Bengals. This game essentially gives Bengals fans hope, in my opinion. I don't think they will make the playoffs. I don't think it's enough. I think Jacksonville's overrated. But, I mean, this gives the Bengals fans hope. Jake Browning can play at least decently well. Very good game from Jake Browning. I will not deny that. Two touchdowns, 354 passing yards. Great completion percentage, too. But, I just don't know if it's going to be enough. Once you start going against, I think they have to play the Raven. Eh, I don't think they have to play the Ravens again. I'm not sure. I'll look at their schedule right now as we speak. But I just, I personally don't know if they can make the playoffs. They play the Colts, which that could go either way, honestly. Vikings, that could go either way. Steelers again. Then the Chiefs. Then the Browns. If Jake Browning plays like this all five weeks, they have a small glimmer of hope, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. I don't see Jake Browning being having a Josh Dobbs run that he 
Josh Dobb ha- had for a bit, but I don't know. I just don't see what the Bengals. Jacksonville, they'll probably make the playoffs, but Lawrence, high ankle sprain, probably be out two to four weeks, I'd assume. So against the Browns, the Jacksonville Jaguars will have C.J. Beathard, most likely. Did not play bad. Eh, he was okay. But I want to shout one guy on Jacksonville. Parker Washington, who came in relief for Christian Kirk. And this is why I said no when you asked me about Christian Kirk. Parker Washington, when he came in to fill in for the slot role, six receptions, 61 yards, one touchdown. Penn State rookie wide receiver. Gray at Penn State. And he had a fantastic game. Really stepped up. Did more than Calvin Ridley this game, which isn't, which is not surprising one bit. But great game for Parker Washington. Great rookie game. And he might have to start again, potentially, since Christian Kirk might miss some time. So shout out to Parker Washington. But Jacksonville is 8-4. and four, Still at the top of their division. But the Texans and Titans, not Titans, the Colts are right behind them. So Jacksonville, they're going to have to survive a little bit coming up. And I think playoffs, they got it. But it's also not certain, too. So they're going to have to hold on without Trevor Lawrence, potentially. But it's time. It is time for our predictions. Ooh, I So, real quick last week. I don't think I talked about this. Um, I'm going to talk about you did not. how many I got right. How, yeah. Um, I literally just had it pulled up, dude. I'm slacking this week. I've, I haven't been on my A game. I need to get back on it. You want me to say uh, mine first while you get yeah, it? Yeah, you go first because I got to find it real quick. So last week I went eight and five. Once again, five losses. It's been a streak for me, except last week I had six. This week I had five. I got the Cardinals Steelers wrong, but other than that, I was in a great groove until the Niners Eagles game. I got that wrong. I got the Browns Rams wrong. Then I got the Chiefs Packers wrong. And then the Bengals Jaguars wrong. So I ended terribly. Still positive record, though, for this week. Nine and four for me. Uh, I got the Titans game wrong. I got the Broncos game wrong. I got the Steelers. And then I had the Jags game wrong. I predicted that Sunday night football. I think I I can do it it. again this week. We will see. We will see. Let's start it off. John, get us rolling here. I will get us rolling. Thursday night football. Oh, my God. What a game. Patriots versus Steelers. Steelers are bringing out their color rush outfits. They look great. They are the Patriots wearing their color rush, or are they wearing the um, red? I want them to wear the red. I know a couple years ago, uh, not a couple years ago, last year, the Bears and the Cowboys both wore their primary. Yeah, I'm not sure about the Patriots. Technically, I think the red jerseys would be like home jerseys. So I'm not sure. It would, would be, wear those. But like I said, the Bears wore their home jerseys in yeah. uh Dallas when Dallas had on their non white jerseys. Yeah. We will see. We will see. Big but jersey discussion. I would love for them to wear the red. I think it'd be cool. But Yeah. Um Patriots Steelers <laughs> up. This game is not expected to be good. Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. Can't believe I'm saying that. But that's the matchup we got. Steelers, um, Kenny Pickett's not playing. Landon Roberts, questionable. So there's a chance the starting three middle linebackers for the Steelers all out. 
We'll have to rely on practice squad guys. Minka might be playing with a broken hand at this point. I don't even know with him. Patriots, they're a mess as a team, but at this point, who even knows with the Steelers? Dan Smith picked the Patriots. I'll just tell you all that right now. I asked him. He said Patriots. Um, I would assume Jordan he, Schiller would pick the Patriots. He would take the Carolina Panthers over the Steelers. He probably would. But you and Jordan are attending this game. We are. So, what is your pick? I'm going to take the Steelers. The only reason why I'm taking the Steelers is because the Patriots are tanking. Yeah. The only reason why. Um, I think it's going to be a really close game, a lot more closer than we think. I would love for Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky to throw like six touchdowns each. Could you just imagine? Could, could you imagine? What's crazy is, is that people think it's going to be such a low-scoring game. I think it could be the opposite because I don't think either with the Steelers linebacker situation, I feel like the Patriots could put up points. And with the Patriots defense being terrible, I think they could put up, the Steelers could put up some points. So don't be surprised, but I'm going to take the Steelers. I just think Patriots could be tanking in general. So I'll try I, yeah. one more time with the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to try one more time for the Steelers. Steelers are favored minus six. The over-under is 30 and a half. Wow. Which is kind of low. It's very really low. low. It's very low, actually. Yeah. Are you taking over the under? I'll take the under. under. For this game, for this game, I'll take the under. But 20 to 10. I'll say something like that. I'm taking the under. I want to. Nah, yeah. I'm taking over. I'm taking over. I'm going right now. I'm taking it over. I will also say bye weeks are a thing too. This week, I believe off the top of my head, the it's Cardinals, Cardinals, yeah, and Cardinals commanders. and Commanders, yeah, on fantasy football, those teams got buys. Trey McBride, I'm very sad he's on a buy, and Logan Thomas, my backup, is also on a buy. So I have to look for a third tight end. Great for me, in my 14 man league. But Buccaneers versus Falcons. Battle for the NFC South, and this could sway uh, rankings here. Bucks could get back on top potentially. This game is in Atlanta. Desmond Ritter, Baker Mayfield. Who do you got? I got Desmond Ritter. Give me the Falcons to win this game. They're going to go seven and six, and they're going to go over five hundred. They're going to be pushing for the NFC South. Yeah, I'll take the Falcons. Jesse Bates will win this game. Another pick against Baker Mayfield here. Falcons will do enough to win. They have their own problems. Up. Colts versus Bengals. Gardner Minshew is cooking. Minshew mania is back. But Jake Browning proved he can play football. Could be an offensive battle here, potentially. Colts-Bengals, this game is in Cincinnati. Who do you got? I always pick against the Colts. This week's going to be different. Colts, if you let me down, I will never pick you again. Give me the Indianapolis Colts. I've been riding with the Colts. I'm going to keep riding with them. Gardner Minshew, I think he's got some magic here. Michael Pittman Jr. Another 20 points for fantasy, I predict. I got the Colts. Next game, Jacks, Jacksonville Jaguars versus Cleveland Browns. The battle between most likely C.J. Beathard and Joe Flacco. This is just backups everywhere. Last The last game we said backups, Patriots, Steelers, backups. Uh, Desmond Ritter is technically not a backup, but third game in a row now where we're talking about backups here. Um, yeah, CJ Beathard, Joe Flacco. Flacco showed something. Browns defense exists, but I'm going to take the Browns in this one. Defense alone, Browns defense wins this. If Trevor Lawrence started, it might have been a different topic, but CJ Beathard, 
I think the Browns defense wins this one. I'll take the Browns. What about you? I'm going to switch. I was going to take the Jags, but I'm going to take the Browns as well. Uh, Browns defense. Only reason why. Um, if they had Trevor Lawrence, I would take the Jags any day of the week. Uh, without, I don't know if Christian Kirk's playing. Most likely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Give me the Browns. Yeah. Next game, Texans versus Jets. At least there's one backup in this game. Not two. CJ Stroud, obviously, you and I both love him, but he plays a very tough defense in the New York Jets. I don't even know what their quarterback situation is. It's either Zach Wilson, Trevor Simeon, or Brett Brett Ripien. So no great options. I don't even know. But I'm going to take the Texans here. There's no way the Jets win this game with their quarterback situation. I'm taking the Texans. What about you? All you need to do is score a field goal, in my opinion, if you're the the Texans. No offense to you Jets fans, but if you don't have a quarterback who can play, give me the Texans, even if it's by a field goal. All righty. Next game, Rams versus Ravens. Can I go first? Yeah, you can go first. I want to go first. Okay. I alternate them a bit. (laughs) Here's, Here's why I'm going first. I'm going to take the Rams. Okay. Ravens are coming off a bye week. I understand this. Ravens have been hot. But this is a game the Ravens should win. It is in the bank. I know this. But the Rams have been hot. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. They have two great offensive weapons, which the Ravens are missing. All they have is Zay Flowers and a 30-year-old Odell Beckham Jr. He hasn't been doing bad this season. I'm going to give it to him. He hasn't been doing as bad. But... They have weapons. You gotta cover one of them. You gotta double team one of them. The other's gonna be open. For that reason, that reason alone. Give me the Rams. I will say this. If the Steelers can beat the Rams, the Ravens should beat the Rams. So I'm gonna take the Ravens, but you're not wrong. Ravens have lost to worse teams. It could happen again this week. But I'll take the Ravens. Next game. Lions versus Bears. Bears nearly won last time. Let's remember that it took a game-winning drive by the Lions to win the last matchup in Detroit. This game is in Chicago now. Goff threw three interceptions against the Lions last time they against the Bears last time they played. Will it happen again, Carlin? Who wins? Give me the Lions. I think Justin Fields is going to have a great game. This game's going to be a lot more close, but it's the Lions. The Lions are red hot. So give me the Detroit Lions. I agree with you. I just don't see the Lions losing this, but I do see Justin Fields having a, a good game. He has to prove that he is the guy where they will draft Caleb Williams in the draft. We will see, but I will take the Lions in this one. Panthers versus Saints, NFC South matchup. Bryce Young versus most likely Jameis Winston at this point. I think it is going to be Jameis, but assume it will be Jameis here. This game is in New Orleans. Panthers are not good at all, but the Saints have shown their struggles. Who do you got? I got the Saints. Um, I picked the uh, Panthers too many times. And honestly, though, hmm. what was the Panthers win? They beat the Titans, correct? They beat the Texans. The Texans. Hmm. Who the Patriots beat? First? They beat the Jets. So technically... The Panthers will still own the first overall pick if they win, just because. 
So if the Patriots lose, they would have the same record as the Panthers. But the Patriots have beat two opponents. Yeah, uh, they beat they the have, Bills as well. Yeah. And the Jets. Yeah. The Panthers put out only beat one division opponent. So technically, I think it would go to the Panthers. Still, yeah. give me the Saints. I'll take the Saints too. I just don't see Bryce Young having a good enough game. Saints defense still pretty good in my opinion. Vikings versus Raiders. The Vikings are coming off of a bye week. Should have Justin Jefferson back. He, 90% chance I think he comes back. It's been a lot of rest. He came off the IR too. So he should play this week. Josh Dobbs got an extra week to get ready to settle down after two bad weeks. Now he is Justin Jefferson. Playing the Raiders, we have shown flashes with Aiden O'Connell. Have Max Crosby and others. Could be a competitive game. Who do you got? I I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I mean, Josh Dobbs has a lot to prove, Mister Astronaut. But the Raiders aren't good, so Justin Jefferson's gonna run all over them. And if he's double teamed, it's going to Jordan Addison. I love that. Give me the Vikings. Yeah, I think Josh Dobbs, with all of his weapons, could be scary. And with an extra week to get ready and truly understand the playbook at this point, I'm taking the Vikings here in Jefferson's return game. Seahawks versus Niners. We've kind of previewed this a little bit early in the episode, but the rematch here. This game is in San Francisco. Niners have had the Seahawks for a while now. I'm going to say it continues. I got the 49ers winning this game. No shot. Niners are the best team in the league right now. I don't see them losing this game at all. Who do you got? No shot. I agree. I think the Niners are going to win, but I think the Seahawks are going to keep it close. Call me crazy, but I think they're going to keep it close. So we'll see. Give me the Niners. Yeah. I will say, like, the Niners' defense can get exposed, at least in their secondary. I will say that. So there is a chance, as always, if Geno Smith can perform the same way. But next game, can't believe I'm saying this. And this game, it really doesn't feel as special as it used to. The Bills versus Chiefs. Once an incredible game to look forward to. Still a great game to look forward to. But it just doesn't feel the same compared to two years ago, I would say. But... It's happening. It's at Arrowhead. Um, Josh Allen and the Bills still not out of it. Can If they win, they're still in the playoff race. If they lose, it's going to be a lot harder for them. Patrick Mahomes coming off of a loss here. Has a chance to have a rebound. I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. It's going to be tight. It's going to be close. Oh, I got Isaiah Pacheco scoring a touchdown. I have Rasheed Rice having his big game here. I got the Chiefs winning. What about you? I got the Chiefs winning as well. Um, they haven't been great this season with wide receivers or anything, but I think Patrick Mahomes is just going to do enough. Give me the Chiefs. All right. Next game, Broncos versus Chargers. Divisional rivalry here. Broncos on a hot streak, but they just cooled down a little bit against the Texans. Chargers just beat the Patriots. That's not much of an accomplishment. Anything could happen. This game's in L.A. Who do you got? I got the Broncos. I think this will be Brandon Stanley's final nail in his coffin once they get mathematically eliminated. I don't know if they are, but if Probably they lose, they're, they're done. So I think he will get fired here shortly. I think this will be the final nail in the coffin. Give me the Broncos. 
This will be the last game I try and support the Chargers here. I'll take the Chargers. They have to win this game, in my opinion. If you lose to the Broncos, they're not out of the playoff race, but it's looking less and less likely. They have to win this game here. If they lose it, Staley could be fired. I'm taking the Chargers. Primetime games. Sunday, night football. Game of the week. Eagles versus Cowboys. Second time this season. Eagles won the first matchup in Philadelphia. Dallas has not lost at home yet. So, anything could happen. Battle to be the second best team in the NFC. Who do you got? I'm going to take Dallas. Philly's going to fly home. Sad. I I don't know. It's going to be a very close game, but I think Dallas has been playing a lot better ball. A lot better ball. Give me Dallas. Yeah. I'm going to take Dallas, too, in my opinion. Could go either way, though. It's going to be competitive. It's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be a great game. It really is. I just think the Cowboys will do slightly slightly more and it's at home as well so i'm gonna take the cowboys monday night football there are two games both at the same time same exact time packers versus giants is the first one and i don't know i think the packers should win this game this it's in new york metlife stadium nobody likes that stadium but jordan love great game Coming off of against the Chiefs, he has a great chance to carry that momentum, and assert. And the Packers can assert themselves in the wild card race. So I got the Packers winning this game. But who do you got? I got the Packers as well. You hit the nail on the co- uh, You hit the nail on the head. Sorry, they're in the race now, and I think Jordan Love's going to do great against this Giants team. All right, final Monday Night Football pick here. Slightly better game, I would say. The Titans. Versus Dolphins. Should be a win for the Dolphins, I would say. Tua and the Dolphins typically do good against bad teams. Titans are a bad team right now. So I'm going to take the Dolphins here. They should win this. Carlin, who do you got? I got the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to just play good, I hope. And Tyreek Hill is going to have fun against those Titans. Give me the Dolphins. Could be. Maybe a 200-yard game. Tyreek should have at least over 100. But that's going to do it for this week in the NFL, Week 13 edition. And most likely, that'll do it for this week on the podcast. Any chance of a new episode this week, it will either be one, a Steelers reaction, but we're not sure about that, or two, if a baseball update happens, Shohei Otani might be signing a new deal. We might have something on that, or it might just be on TikTok, but stay tuned for those. But most likely, that'll do it for this week. Next week, normal schedule. We got Under the Lights, then NFL, and then the first week of bull predictions. First 10 games we will be predicting. So stay tuned for that, especially if your team plays in the first week. So stay tuned for next week. Make sure, as always, to follow us on all of our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, slash X, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. You can find all those links in all of our podcast platforms in the link in bio. If you're an Apple Podcast or Overcast, go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. Other than that, enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. If you do not hear us for the rest of the week, 
with Carlin Jacob. I am John Dodaro. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.